New York City. WVFP. <laughs> Energy and charisma. Why is that funny? It's definitely awkward. <laughs> Look at me, I'm different. Get to the point. This podcast, like the Red Room from... The opinions expressed by the guests, hosts, and callers of this show do not reflect the views of WVFP or our sponsors. WVFP. Okay, so, yeah, 2020 you started it, and was that, so you went to Pratt in New York, but you started it in LA, so were you back in LA by then too, or was uh, this During like the a- pandemic, I was living in Oakland, and I was like a total failure I was working in a taqueria and I wanted to kill myself every day and then I started talking to Madeline on the internet who'd been my good friend when we were young teens um and she was still trying to write and she was always my favorite writer and I was excited that she was still writing stories and then she was putting together this cemetery reading um and she asked me to come down and read for it. I had no like hand in the organization. She was just like, are you writing something? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually writing this piece about like Belle Delphine selling her bath water as like my grad school <laughs> application. I could come read that. And it worked. You got into grad school. It- <laughs> Every single one. Oh my God. The standards could not be lower. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think we were both just kind of excited and surprised that we were mutually both still trying to write yeah we just reconnected like and really authentically that's kind of crazy that you reconnected too from high school that you weren't like still like yeah. to find your way back to each other that's really cool yeah it was great Annika was like my bad friend um it was like i would like and now madeline is my bad friend <laughs> really i think so do you think so kind of you're really bad but like for like shorter <laughs> stints I don't have the stamina that I <laughs> It When you. you meet you guys out in the wild, it's so obvious that you're super good friends. Like, the only other explanation is that you're paying her as a bodyguard. That's the only other reason. I'm honored you think I have enough money to afford a No, I know. I'm just saying that you guys are so tight. And the first little conversations I had with Annika were all around protecting you. Making oh, sure. Yeah? yeah. What's this media vulture want with my friend Madeline? She was. No, I said I, she doesn't have media training, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she said a bunch of stuff to me that was very funny. Yeah, but but it comes off right away that you guys are really close knit. We love each other. Yeah, very yeah. yeah, it really does, and yeah. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, I think we've both kind of pilled each other on like the power of female friendship. Um, I don't know. You spend like I guess like your early twenties trying to like. Uh, like abolish all of the feminism that you've learned in college and then you have to spend your late 20s like reclaiming it. Is that <laughs> Very true? Very well put. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> it's so true. Um, there's a lot. Is there? There's also a quotient of girl power just generally going around right now, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I've been realizing like, you know, when I've been getting really into girl power lately. I'm into girl power as well. Yeah. Like, you know, in times of war when like the men go off to war and all the women right. have to do everything. Well, I was like at the gym today I noon because i have a work from home job and i saw that it was only men and i was like it's because all the women are at work yeah <laughs> all the men are at crunch fitness yeah yeah that's no that's like true kind uh-huh. of right but yeah. the war is just the culture war. There, yeah. what the hell what what's happened it's like the guys had i wanted this to be a post covid show yeah when it started cool but when we weren't really out of it 
like and when the show first started I, I was saying I, I made a lot about how people were responding to me and the big part the gender part of that was a lot of young women were like answer yes what time where is it these are the specifications and a lot of the men were like no I'm scared I'm not I hate to like yeah. you know be out of the gate well like young that. men are really disempowered I mean unfortunately yeah right why which is sort of how there's like a new misogyny no yeah i mean like, because girls literally control the media and also the workforce because they're now, like they have this fear that we'll never know of like being canceled like people which yeah just like permeated into everything the older people or, or the guys, no, or men. anyone just, just men, men. are guys yeah. more concerned with that you think sure yeah weird because they feel like they're the target of it. well they're i mean yeah they're more frequently rapists this is true. I think statistically, not to be <laughs> makes sense. Um, Misanthropic, but but I just no, it's true. I have I have just like running this show really opened my eyes up to um, professional girl bossism and and what yeah. was happening in the city. And I just kind of feel like still I'm still wanting to tell the audience, boys, come outside. Totally, yeah. Boys can girl boss too close to the sun, also. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Do you think though that there was something like po super positive about that era we went through that was ultra girl boss? You know that. I don't I know how old you were. The that way that the culture cycle. You mean like 2017, 2018? Yeah, there was this moment. Well, even before that, there was this moment where. At the time, I was a theater tech, and I remember all of the girls who would come out of undergrad at that time in the theater were very like, shut up, don't tell me what to do. I think the culture- And I was like, yo, I'm your boss. And they were like, the fuck you want? Not for long, buddy. And like this, there was just like this mood that was happening, which I'm not saying is bad. Actually. I don't think it was cool then. I think the culture needs to have chewed something up and like spat it back out in yeah. order for it to be like absorbed in a post-ironic way, which is unfortunate. I wish it wasn't like that, but I don't think anyone can actually- enjoy a cultural movement that's timely and authentic yeah. and right. new that's always going to be really far for it to embarrassing. Like reach a, a stasis because now it's that. a little a little more equal like we we take I mean we're still just granted. reacting to things right yeah. right of course but like now I mean like we don't feel like we're getting jobs as affirmative action like we're because like they need to hit a quota or I mean but maybe. we are I see what you're saying yeah. you're saying it had to kind of be really earnest in order for everyone to later kind of digest it as a more yeah anything that's like authentically I don't know I've been thinking a lot about this idea that there's like increasingly less new things and that right. novelty is at this ultra high premium right now which I think yeah. is like a lot of what we think about when we're making the physical magazine is like how do you make this novel um and especially with AI, it's like it can do all of these things that are amazing, but it can't produce anything novel because it's ultimately just like a collection of everything that's already existed. Right. So I think maybe we could move into a space where things could be like new and kind of imminent and still be exciting. But I think that's that's like what sincerity. Maybe we need a new sincerity. Right. Sincerity is the new troll. <laughs> 